استاذ السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمه الله وبركاته بارك الله فيكم عرفات جزاك الله خير تو برادرز رياض حسين ان دبن ان برادر جنيد كان يي انلنيجا نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Today, with the help and mercy of Almighty Allah, Jalla wa Allah, we focus on Surah Al-Sabah, chapter number 34. Almighty Allah Jalla Wala teaches us they were a people and these people were known as the people of Sabah and they were the people that Almighty Allah Jalla Wala blessed them with so many bounties but before we discuss them Almighty Allah teaches us وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا دَعُودَ مِنَّا فَضُلَا We gave Nabi Dawood alayhi salatu salam from our side a grace, mercy, and abundance. Ya jibalu awwibi ma'ahu wa tayr. When Nabi Dawood alayhi salam would read the Zabur, wa'atayna Dawood al-Zabura, you the mountains and the birds, you also must sing the praises of Allah. You must make the zikr of Almighty Allah, subhanallah, the golden voice of Nabi Dawood alayhi salam. His son, Nabi Sulaiman, alayhi salatu salam, Almighty Allah blessed him with the biggest kingdom and none will ever have such a kingdom after Nabi Sulaiman, alayhi salam. Control over the winds, control over the jinn, and they used to build for him big, big buildings. And Almighty Allah says, I'malu ala Dawood ashukra. O oh, you, the family of Dawood alayhi salatu salam, you must make abundant shukr. وَقَلِيلٌ مِّنْ عِبَادِيَ الشَّكُورِ Very few of my servants are very grateful, thankful, as we see today. So Almighty Allah, Jalla wa Allah, is teaching us. Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salatu salam passed away. The jinn thought he's still alive, and in that way Almighty Allah punished them. Then there was the people Qome Sabah. They were there, the queen of Sheba in Yemen. Almighty Allah granted them gardens on the right-hand side, left-hand side, and they had beautiful rivers and places to rest. Eat and consume from that which Almighty Allah gave you, and be very thankful to Allah. What they did... They turned away from the thankfulness and the commands of Allah. Almighty Allah Jalla Wala replaced their beautiful two gardens with punishment. And now they found their gardens were gone. Whilst they were traveling, they had beautiful footstops. They could stop everywhere. 
They said, Rabbana ba'id bayna asfarina, that O Allah make the pit stops further and further, it's too near. So all Mithya Allah decimated, annihilated them. وَمَزَّقْنَاهُمْ كُلَّ مُمَزَّقٍ now we take lessons, South Africa, the Muslim Ummah, how many bounties, favors Allah is conferring, showering upon us. But we keep on making kufran un ni'mah. Kufran means ungrateful, unthankful to the bounties and favors of Allah. So cause and effect, action and reaction. So we find the punishment of all Mithya Allah Jalla Wala coming. Tomorrow, on the day of justice, the non-Muslims, they will blame one another. The followers would tell the leaders, you are the proud ones, arrogant ones. Had it not been for you, we should have been the believers. Then the leaders who are arrogant will say, to those who are weak and meek, what did we prevent you from the right path and hidayat and Islam? Bada is jaakum after it came to you, balkuntum mujrimin. But you are the criminals. So now the followers will say, nay, that you are the people, O oh, arrogant ones, balmakrul layli wa nahar. You're plotting, planning, scheming day and night. Is ta'murunana when you commanded us, annakfura billah. We must commit blasphemy and wanajalulahu andada. And we set up gods, deities, and partners to Allah, Allah forbid. So each one of us should realize who are we taking as our role models? Which ulama are we following? Are we following the ulama'i haq? Are we following the ulama'i batil, ulama'i su? Today we need to be extremely careful in that regard as well. Remember all Mighty Allah Jalla Wala teaches us Wama anfaqtum min shay'in Whatever you spend and remember for the love of Allah Allah will give you a better replacement a better replacement in this world a better replacement in the year after so that is the promise of all Mighty Allah Jalla Wala and thereafter all Mighty Allah Jalla Wala warns us and tells us قُلْ إِنَّ رَبِّي يَقْذِفُ بِالْحَقِّ وَرَلِي مَا اللَّهِ Say, O Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah, He casts the truth, He throws the truth, meaning that whatever comes from Allah, Quran Sharif, from the Ahadith Mubarakah, is the truth, because it is wahi and revelation. قُلْ جَاءَ الْحَقِّ The truth has come. وَمَا يُبْدِئُ الْبَاطِلُ وَمَا يُئِدُ And this batil and falsehood can never ever last. It must perish and it die in the starting, in the ending, but sooner or later it must perish. Thereafter in the ending all, Mithya Allah Jalla Wala tells us, the non-Muslims, innahum kanu fi shakkim murib. They are the ones in a lot of doubt. May Almighty Allah protect us from all this type of doubt. Amin, 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 tumma, amin. <coughs> it's exactly now uh, three minutes to five o'clock. You are tuning in and listening to As Safina to Ilal Jannah zero eight four seven eight six three one. Three, two. Let us go to the question. We start off, mashallah, all the way from St. Petersburg, all the way from Russia, brother Abdullah. Honorable Mufti Saab, assalamu alaikum. I have to ask a doubt about zakat. I bought a land and built a home. Should I pay zakat for my home? 
once every year. The land and house valuation is about 850 grams gold. Thanks, Ustad. Barakallah feekum, my brother Abdullah from St. Petersburg. We visited you last year, alhamdulillah, during September. Allah ta'ala reward you. I read Salat in that masjid, which is over 100 years old in St. Petersburg. Beautiful place. My brother Abdullah, in Islam, whatever is your personal needs, a house is your personal need. A car is your personal need. So all these things that you have, they your clothing, your socks, your shoes, so all these will be considered as your needs. So there is no zakat on that. No on the land, no on the house, no on the shop, no on the factory, no on the fixtures for things. On all these things, there would not be zakat. Yes, if you are selling it, then it will be considered a stock and trade and business and merchandise then zakat becomes compulsory at two and a half percent but the way you explaining that you bought this land and then you built your house or you got it was a ready-made house or whatever so you are living there residing there no zakat on that brother yes if you are renting it out the land or the house and the property then on the house on the land there's no zakat but on the rental that you receive there will be zakat after your expenses two and a half percent subhanallah ustada we go to sister maryam all the way from perth in australia she says uh, mulana arafat mentioned a verse this morning in the quran surah baqarah could muftita please explain that verse, Yes, Ustad, I did mention that verse that I will explain tomorrow, but since the listeners are requesting you to explain, inshallah, uh, in Surah Baqarah, Ustad. MashaAllah, Mawana Arafat is doing good job and he's waking the whole Ummah up early part of the morning. Ameen, and MashaAllah, that our brother Junaid Khan and Riyaz Hussein also making big sacrifice. Allah reward all of them. So now, Mother Sister Maryam, you must remember the name Maryam is mentioned 34 times in the Noble Quran. And Surah 19 is called Surah Maryam. And Maryam means Abida. So uh, the worshipper of Almighty Allah. So, sister, Mulana Arafat read the verse, Surah Baqarah, chapter 2, and verse number verse number 44. So, Surah 2, verse number 44. So, we see that Almighty Allah is teaching us, especially the ulama and the teachers and preachers, Are you commanding the people and the masses about piety and goodness? But you conveniently forget yourself. We tell people to read Salat, but we don't read Salat. We tell people to do the inheritance, but we ourselves, our inheritance is not done correctly. We tell the people they must be doing good business and no fraud and so forth, but we do that. Allah forbid. So, whilst you are reading the book, meaning the ulama, you know the Quran Sharif, you know the meaning, the masses public do not know. But how can you be teaching, preaching, but you're doing your own action, your own life is opposite to that? Afala ta'akilun. Why don't you use your intelligence and intellect and knowledge which Allah has blessed you with? So this is a wa'id, a warning for any person, mu'allim, mu'allima, apa, ustad, teacher, alim, mufti, sheikh, imam, that when we teach, that we must practice also. Not only teach and we forget ourselves, we have selective amnesia, that we think that no, this law is not for us. Then you know when we, we always 
students when we used to study we used to say yajuzu lana mala yajuzu lighayrina for us is jaiz things that is not permissible for the for the public meaning we know the loopholes so remember that is not permissible so therefore we should be extremely circumspect and careful in that regard hmm. Ustad, we go to our good friend of malaysia hi imi kamil again uh, the question says can he continue or she continue to follow the Hanafi madhab and how can he determine which view is correct? Kamil from uh, Malaysia, Ustad. MashaAllah, my brother Kamil, whichever madhab you want to follow, Shafi'i, Hanafi, Maliki, all are belonging and humbly all belong to the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. So in whichever area you are, you are there in KL, Kuala Lumpur, and you got mostly Shafi, Sheikhs, and Imams, so you follow them. Another area got Hanafi, Sheikhs, so you follow them. However, what you must not do, Brother Kamil, is jumping around. One day that you are Shafi, next day Hanafi, you look for loopholes, then you're not following the Sharia, then you are following your worms, fancies and desires, and all Maitya states, You want to go to Jannah, I want to go to Jannah and Paradise. People who fear standing in the court of Almighty Allah Jalla wa Allah, and remember they suppress their desires. Those are the people who will enter Jannah. So before, you know, Surah Naziat, Surah 79, right in the ending. So Surah Abbas Tawalla is Surah chapter 80. So just before that, you will find this verse. So in Islam, our secret for success is to suppress our desires. And we follow what Almighty Allah teaches us, what Mustafa Sallallahu taught us, the Hanafi, Shafi, Maliki, Ambalijah, came to explain and expound the sharia so no jumping around brother kamil so we have to practice on the deen in kamil way complete way subhanallah we said we go to our good friend washington dc brother michael he, he posed a very good question he's saying that uh, mufti what is your view and your ruling on music on singing and dancing because there's a very big event taking place in Washington, D.C. the Saturday, because the same Muslims, they are singing, music, and dancing. Ustad. Brother Michael, Mikhail, Shukran, thank you very much for that question. You see, Michael, when you speak of music, it has a very broad connotation. If I sing some words now, and it is like poetry and so forth. The lyrics are good. There's no musical instruments, no piano, no guitar, and all these no big, big drums and all that. So in Islam, that will be permissible. However, what you are speaking about, that this weekend there will be a big concert or big musical event and so forth. So Islam condemns all that. Why Islam condemns that? Because you must remember this is satanic events. When the shaitan, the Satan, was expelled from Jannah and Paradise, then Almighty Allah Jalla Wala told him, Was Tavziz Manista Ta'ata Minhum Bisotik, 
You, the shaitan, you go and incite whoever you want to with your, with your voice, with your soul, we call in Arabic. So take your voice and go and incite the people. So the voice of shaitan, remember, is this music, musical instruments. It's a multi-billion, multi-trillion industry today. And this is enshrined in a noble Quran, chapter 17, verse number 64. Chapter 17, verse 64. And that is how he leads people astray. He puts them in a trance. Everybody moving. Everybody dancing. And now the boy and girl, somebody's wife, somebody's daughter is busy with somebody else. They're going nearer and nearer. And then they land up in the bedroom so or in the bathroom. So remember, Michael, Islam condemns that. That's number one. Number two, for people like you, Michael, who do not know Arabic or Urdu, you must read a book. And I'm sure you will get it online also. The book is called The Slippery Stone. Slippery Stone is the title of the book. And it is, the author is Khalid Beg. K-H-A-L-I-D, Khalid, and his surname Beg, B-A-I-G. Read it, wonderful book in English. For those who want to know what Islam says regarding music and so forth, if you know Arabic, then Sheikh Albani, Rahimahullah's book is excellent. He gave it to me personally, Tahrimu Alati Turb. Remember that the musical instruments, all that are haram and Hollywood, Bollywood, hip-hop, whatever, pop-pop, all that is not permissible in Islam. Then number two, in Urdu, read Islam or Musiki. Hazrat Mufti Shafi Sahib, Rahimahullah's book is excellent on that topic. So that is what we are telling you to read and refer to for further the details. Hmm. Ustada, we do remember all our listeners very well. It says, hi, this is Nishan. I did message you guys last night on the Q&A. Yes, I do remember you, brother Nishan. Uh, he says here, your Quran says Allah is most merciful. It's also prescribed later Allah is severe in punishment. So is he revengeful God or is he a merciful God? Nishan, Ustad. My brother Nishan, when you look at the creation, so wherever you are in Sri Lanka or Malaysia or in Philippines or whichever country we are in, so either it's breakfast time, lunch time, supper time, so despite our shortcomings, our sustainer, nourisher, provider is sustaining us. He gave us eyes, he gave us ears, he gave us a tongue, he gave us opportunity to listen to Marcus Sahaba, Radio Al-Ansar in this early part of the morning. So all these are the bounties of Allah, the manifestation of his mercy to humanity and creation. Now the same Allah, when you study the noble Qur'an, you will find He always speaks first of His mercy. Allah says He forgives the sins and remember He accepts the tawbah. When people repent, He accepts it. Thereafter He'll speak shadid al-iqab, severe in punishment. Almighty Allah states, O human being, la taqnatu mir rahmatillah, never become this illusion in the mercy of Allah. Inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jami'a. Through His mercy, He forgives all the sins. So first we will say, Allah Ta'ala is very, very kind, compassionate, and so forth, and merciful, and everything. 
However, when this human being, he transgresses, he makes it a habit, then Almighty Allah punishes him. So remember, the punishment of Allah has nothing to do with revenge. It is all to do with justice. You must remember that if Almighty Allah, Jalla wanted, he could punish us all. But Allah gives us muhula, he gives us respite, he gives us extension in time. But when we go beyond the limits, then remember Allah unleashes the punishment. So that is the merciful Allah. And remember that Almighty Allah's mercy is what we all survive on. Hmm. Subhanallah. Uh, ten minutes after five, you are tuning and listening to a Safina to Ilal Jannah. Sister Abigail says that uh, Molana Arafat, we're waiting for yesterday's podcast of the Q and A uh, in the morning on your program, Safina to Ilal Jannah. This is Sister Abigail, and she says, uh, please ask Mufti Sab, is it a proper belief to pray five times and believe to be guaranteed paradise, and yet we fornicate and do other evil ways every day? Does such a belief and behavior hold water in Islam? Remember that Islam is perfect for all times, all places, all circumstances. Islam is not just believe and read five times salat. It is a way of life. So how we behave with our wives, how we behave with our parents, how we behave with our neighbors, Muslim or non-Muslim. So that is what Islam is, a complete code of life. Yes, you will find Muslims that some of them are fornicating, adultery, some of them are stealing, some of them are, you know, not praying and so forth. But that is the weakness of the Muslim himself, not the weakness of the religion. So we need to draw a distinction and a dichotomy between the two. Remember, make a difference between the two. One is Islam and one is, remember, the followers and the people who are Muslim. So Allah Ta'ala gave freedom of choice so people who want to follow their warm fancies desires they do the wrong things but if you look at it everybody will agree that this happens in every religion so you judge the religion and not the followers and the people of that religion subhanallah uh one more question i see again kamil mashallah i think he's a half of the quran studies <laughs> pose another question he says Mufti, many imams recite the Quran here in Malaysia very fast in Tarawih and they perform ruku very fast and sujood very fast in a fast manner which makes it difficult for the follower to supplicate properly. Is it allowed to pray in this manner? Brother Kamil, Malaysia. MashaAllah, Brother Kamil, very good question. Remember that for the Imam in Ramadan to become a Ferrari, so you must remember is not permissible. They just want to fly through it quick, quick. That's not permissible. Three things you must do, O Kamil, my brother. If you are a Hafiz, then you can read your own Taraweeh as well. You read Isha Salat in the Masjid, and then you come home, and then you perform your own Taraweeh. You read with your wife, with your children, or your students. That's what I do. So you must remember, I go to the Masjid, read Isha Salat with the Imam, come home, and I with my wife, then I read my Taraweeh, and so forth. So we don't have to follow the Imam, because they read so fast, and so forth, as you say. So that is one issue. Second issue is this, that if you know that your friend is a good Hafiz and so forth and so on, so you tell him, okay, that you, me and you, we read together. 
or you tell him he must read all 20 rakats. So there are many ways of solving that problem. It does not justify, we say, no, these imams are reading very fast, so therefore I'm going to leave out my taraweeh salat. No, you can't do that. What you need to do is, Ramadan is a month of taqwa piety. So when we inculcate that piety, so Allah Ta'ala will show us ways how we can solve the problem. Allah Ta'ala shows you ways when you are solving the problem, when you have taqwa and true piety. So my brother Kamil is very worried of Ramadan. So read with me, brother Kamil. <laughs> Allahumma balligna Ramadan. <laughs> Allahumma balligna Ramadan. When you study the Salaf Ali, the pious people of the past, they used to make dua six months before Ramadan. Ya Allah, spare us for the Mubarak month of Ramadan. Ramadan, they would exert themselves, and then in Ramadan, and the next five months, another six months, they would beg Allah for kabuliyat. Ya Allah, whatever we did, the good deeds during Ramadan, accept it. So six months begging Allah for acceptance. Six begging Allah to spare us for Ramadan. So inshallah my brother Kamil, you and me and Mona Arafat and brother Junaid and all of us and Riyaz Hussein Allah Ta'ala spare us for Ramadan 14.40 inshallah. I mean inshallah. Ustad quick listener says when a Muslim married lady has so much of problems with her life. There is no happiness. How can we help her? She always having so much of problems. Please advise so we can help her. Listen as we start. Remember, my brother, when the man says he wants to have somebody else's wife, then that's always with the ulterior motive. Mm. Now he wants to check her and say, yeah, your husband, he don't do this, he don't do this. So you are inciting her to break her home. And then after the idid, you will be the first customer to propose. So that is totally haram. It's not permissible that. If you are really concerned, then you send your wife and so forth and tell her she must stay in the marriage and she must learn to forgive and try so that is what you try and do. We don't go there as the man and try and upset the apple cart and so forth. So that is not permissible. Today, many places this is happening. Allah, Allah protect us. I mean, inshallah, six minutes after five, we'll start our programs today, inshallah. Inshallah, the 11 to 12 will be the bliss of marriage, and then five past one to up past one tafsir, and then up past one to two tafsir also. So make dua for us and the ummah at large. Barakallah.